and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show live and on demand on the Blaze TV and radio and now podcast. I am Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here with me as well. Phone number for you to have your voice heard. 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. You can also like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Email the program, steve at stevedace.com. And for those of you only getting the audio and listening to the podcast, you know, that clever little graphic with my name on it in front of you. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. We will go inside politics with our good friend Daniel Horowitz from Conservative Review at the bottom of the hour. Today, Truth Bomb, as well as Buy, Sell, or Hold, one of our favorite times of the week. All of that and more coming your way today. But we begin, as we always do, with an update on what's happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by the exciting Bill Barr confirmation hearings. Now let me address a few matters I know are on the minds of some of the members of this committee. First, I believe it is vitally important that the special counsel be allowed to complete his investigation. In other fun things, David Webb is a host on Sirius XM. He had CNN's Areva Martin on his show to discuss the ongoing debate over a perceived lack of diversity in newsrooms. I've chosen to cross different parts of the media world, done the work so that I'm qualified to be in each one. I never considered my color the issue. I considered my qualifications the issue. Well, David, you know, that that's a whole nother long conversation about white privilege and things that you have the privilege of doing that people of color don't have the privilege of. How do I have the privilege of white privilege? David, by virtue of being a white male, you have white privilege. This whole long conversation, I don't have time to get Uh, into Areva, I hate to break it to you, but you should have been better prepped. I'm black. Okay, then... I See, you went to white privilege. This is the falsehood in this. You went immediately with an assumption. Your people, obviously, or you didn't look. You're talking to a black man who started out in rock radio in Boston, who crossed the paths into hip-hop, rebuilding one of the greatest black stations in America, and went on to work for Fox News, where I'm told apparently blacks aren't supposed to work, but yet you come with this assumption and you go to white privilege. That's actually insulting. It is, and I apologize because my people gave me wrong information. White people assume niceness is the answer to racial inequality. It's not. Um, The media took the Clemson Tigers' visit to the White House very, very seriously. So I had a choice. Do we have no food for you? Because we have a shutdown. Or do we give you some little quick salads that the first lady will make along along with the second lady? They'll make some salads. And I said, you guys aren't into salads. Or do I go out, Lindsey Graham and Tim Scott, do I go out and send out for about 1,000 hamburgers, Big Macs? So we actually... 
that's appalling. Uh, it seems to me like the president will not be happy until there is not one single female Republican voter in the country. It's incredibly sexist. And the Washington Post fact-checked President Trump's claim that there were a thousand hamburgers stacked a mile high. New Karen Pence got a job this week at a private school, but her school makes job applicants sign a pledge against homosexuality, transgender identity, and any violation of the unique roles of male and female. The name of the school is Emmanuel Christian School. I need to admit something. I can't keep up with this Rashida Tlaib story. She was the one who, a couple of weeks ago, after being sworn in, called Trump an MFR. Well, she's back and she's making news in conservative circles almost every day, it seems like, for her associations. Now that she's been elected, her affiliations with radical anti-Semitic and pro-Hamas and Hezbollah figures have been coming to light with at least two of her victory dinner guests being radically anti-Semitic. Beto O'Rourke, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want a soundbite of it reported, but yeah, I think that's the question of the moment. Does this still work, O'Rourke said? Can an empire like ours with a military presence in over 170 countries around the globe with trading relationships and security agreements in every continent, can it still be managed by the same principles that were set down 230 plus years ago? That's Beto O'Rourke quoted in the Washington Post. Constitution. You know, just asking questions. Just asking questions. And finally, an email from one of our viewers. If Democrats care so much about federal workers, why do they want to abolish ICE and put all those fine folks out of a job? And that's what happened while we were away in two minutes or less. Boy, there's a ton to get to there. Uh, Aaron's montage today brought to you by our friends over at Home Title Lock. Right now, your home's title is the most vulnerable it's ever been because they don't have to go down to the county assessor recorder's office and and pretend to be you uh, and go through mountains of documents to find what they're looking for. They can just go online, uh, use a, a data breach like what happened recently at the Starwood Hotels via the Marriott Corporation where they thieve 500 million identities. So now they have the last four digits of your social, middle, initial, you know, the kind of stuff you use to identify yourself. And now they can use that to pretend to be you and just go online to a website, get your home title that way and liquidate all of that. At equity, uh, the most valuable asset and investment most Americans will ever make. It's more vulnerable now than it's ever been before, and that's why you need Home Title Lock. Just pennies a day puts a virtual barrier around your home's title. If they detect any sinister activity at all, they are on it immediately. And right now, for free, normally it costs 100 bucks to find out what the status of your home's title is, but right now it's free for Blaze viewers and listeners. Just visit HomeTitleLock.com. That's Home Title Lock. Dot com. All right, let's get to some of the things inside of uh, Aaron's uh, montage. That that clip with David Webb. I'm dead. I, I just, how you just, Steve King called and said, hey, that's a rake, don't step on it. I, I, I just, I don't even, how do you, how does that happen? Here's how it happens. You're so blinded by the cult that you belong to that self-awareness, Todd, is dead. That's how it happens. This is why Dave Chappelle made that great skit about the the blind Klansman, you know, that yes, you love so much. This is why you made it. Time, it might be, that might be the single greatest political parody yeah. of all time. Dave Chappelle on the, on the black, blind, white supremacist. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, 
she just queued it up for you. Uh, and and I, I love the grace uh, that he uh, dealt with it. You know, he, he could have gone any number of ways and uh, he would have been pretty much given a free pass. But he's just like, man, this is you, – you're showing me exactly who you are. It You, you have – I don't need to say anything, be anything. You have your thing queued up. You're doing a skit. Yeah, there, it, I can't. There's no engagement. Exactly. There. And I'm I'm seeing this increasingly. And you know, this is something that even just a few years ago, I would on my show be critical of a lot of our uh, peers in conservative media for not doing more crossover appearances uh, on other networks and use that as an opportunity to try and reach a new audience cuz cuz here cuz here here is where we are for real we are we are facing a demographic apocalypse but it's not uh it's not hispanic voters or black voters or any of the intersectionality race card uh let's be the most tribalistically divisive we possibly can that that's not what it is it's generational and you are watching now, beginning with you and I's generation, Todd, the, the Gen X generation that was on college campuses, right, when political correctness was, be, was, was born and germinated and planted. And then now we go to Aaron's generation, the millennial generation that's just completely, totally worked over by it. We're facing a generational apocalypse. There, you may be able to, maybe in 2020, if Trump's really on message— really can stay on message. You might be able to use the old silent majority dog whistles one more time. But keep in mind, man, you bled that turnip, the last ounce of it in 2016, still lost. Take away California, because that is where most of Hillary's popular vote win was. Take away California, though, and you still lose the popular vote. I mean, you won the three states that determined this thing by 78,000 total votes. Total. Not like in each state. That would be really close. Total in all three. So maybe, maybe demographically, there's enough of the old America left that the old silent majority playbook that we don't, you know, we can, our America outnumbers theirs might hold the day. But keep in mind, as we grow increasingly balkanized, there's fewer and fewer swing states. More and more people are moving with people who think like them. So Maybe this next election, that playbook will work. I promise you it won't work in 2024 and in 2028 and 20. As we, as we go on, to borrow a phrase from our former president's beloved pastor, tongue-in-cheek, the chickens are coming home to roost. The cost of, of sacrificing an entire generation to the educrat establishment, to progressive indoctrination in the schools is coming home to roost. And they can, and, and the Lee Iacocas are gone from America's boardrooms now, replaced by youth soccer thinking. Yeah, government's not our enemy. We can just pay government off and make them and get them to cover our losses and force you to buy our products. That's the way the thinking is now. Culturally, they're all against us on pretty much every issue that matters. So I, I, that's why I've been urging more of my peers to go into this arena and to play offense. But there, there's a couple of things that, that you see in, in Aaron's montage as, that demonstrate why I'm not doing that anymore and why I won't, I'm not, I'm not going on anymore. I've already, I've already, I sent the edict out. I'm not, I, I'm not doing any more panels unless it's on Fox because at least I, I know what Fox's bias is. I know what they want to accomplish. Um, if, if you want me on one of those other networks, you're going to have to interview me. I'm not appearing on a panel. 
because I'm not going to sit down and in eight minutes debate whether I'm racist or really racist. What's happened is we've moved from, if we're going to use a biblical analogy, we've moved from Jesus going to the temple, which is a hostile environment. It is, it is ran by religious authorities hostile to his acknowledgement as the Messiah, but it's an open enough forum where he can confront them head on right to their face. We've moved from that now. We are, we are fully ensconced at Herod's palace. Example, the woman who says uh, Trump talking about his wife and the wife of the vice president making salads is, uh, for, the, for the players is pure sexism. Sexist. It was appalling, appalling. Appall- I'm sorry, that was the word, yes. And sexist. And sexist. All of it. Yes. And, and now we're going to fact check, well, it wasn't really a mile. It was more like six inches. And we counted the hamburgers. It was like 489. I don't even know what they were because I don't care. It's, this, this is clearly an expression, guys. We're in, we're in Clarence Darrow asking William Jennings Bryan what, what, what salt of the earth means territory now. This, this is, you're watching Inherit the Wind really is playing out now. And, and when you're dealing with people like that, that's not, I hope whoever that Republican guy is on the other side of that platform, man, make sure the check is good and it clears. All right? Make sure you're getting paid to sit there and be that guy opposite that. Because this is now, we've moved from the temple now, now we're inside Herod's palace. This is not any place for any exchange of ideas to confront any thinking that you disagree with. This is a, the show. And it's the show that the system wants. And you will, you will participate in said show, and there will be no other options. There, there's not another choice. There's no, there's no third way. There's no way to hijack the appearance and use it for your advantage. Can't happen. Because this, the premise of this is not to get to any point of clarity on any level whatsoever, but to just simply grind the gears. That, and you see that, in, in, in the clip from CNN talking about the appearance of the Clemson football team at the White House earlier this week, and then you see it in the way that black woman dealt with a black man and David Webb. No attempt whatsoever. Guys, you know, I don't get a chance to sample a lot of other conservative media work other than what I see in social media because I'm busy with my own. But just so you know, the number one radio market in the country is no longer New York City. It's Sirius XM. Its potential subscriber base is now the number one radio market in the country. David Webb has a show on that every single day. That, that is, to put this in old school radio, basically David Webb has the equivalent of afternoon drive in Los Angeles or New York City. Think that is a fairly worthwhile gig in this industry? Yeah, it is. And, and A, the fact she doesn't know who she's dealing with you know why she doesn't know? She doesn't need to know. She's already got her point. She's got all the talking points and cliches already laid out. David Webb, Spider Webb. Doesn't matter what his name is. It doesn't matter. I, I know what I'm going to say going in there because this isn't an exchange. It's a show. It's Jehovah's Witness coming to your door. That's exactly right. I have my rundown of cliches. We're Lyndon LaRouche's people huddling in, in lobbies of airports with tracks. Hari Krishnis if this were the 70s. That's what this is. There's, there will be, I'm, this is my cult. I have the boxes I must check to show I'm serving the group think. Steve, did you know Karen Pence wants to teach art to children? Well, we'll get to that in just a moment, okay? But th- you can't debate this. It's not a debate. 
This is what Jesus says. This is why Jesus says, kick the dust off your sandals and move on. There's no exchange happening here. At least when the Pharisees and Sadducees were debating God in the flesh and claiming to know more about the word than him. At least they were engaging him directly. It might have been snotty. It might have been smarmy. It might have been biased. It might have been hackish. But at least the conversation they were hacking up provided the opportunity to make the point Jesus came to earth to make. When you go to Herod's palace, there is no point making. So that even so that even God in the flesh, what does he do when he's in Herod's palace? What does he do? Doesn't say a word. Nothing. That's right. You're beneath the dignity of this engagement. You're not interested. You're not skeptics. You're not even scoffers. You're not even, you are God haters. You're not even really unbelievers. You're God haters. You have decided you are your own gods. You have been given over to your own depraved mind, if we're going to drop another theological phrase here. Given over. What does given over mean? You have declared yourself, it's when a parent says, when a parent, and that's really who God is, is a parent. When a parent says you've been given over to its child, what he's really saying is you, you have declared to me enough that you intend to be an ingrate. That despite all of my attempts to change your mind, either through maybe a mixture or, or different times of, of staunch discipline and mercy, regardless of which tactic I use, cajoling, begging, scolding, whichever tactic, I've tried them all. And you are so adamant that you will declare yourself an ingrate that therefore I, I'm, I'm out of options other than to give you that with which you have asked. So be it. And ingrate you are. That's what you're dealing with here. You're dealing with ingrates. This isn't even a professional bias. This is, this is the everything. Everything now is the crowd outside of Lot's house. And you can't negotiate with that. You can't debate that. And therefore, I don't see a point in trying. I don't, and there's, there's, there's getting your hands dirty. And then there's jumping into a full toilet bowl with people who love living there. And that's what we're watching most days, Todd, don't you think? Oh, I'm certain, for, uh, certain of it. And it, it, when both of you, Aaron, you and Steve, connected the dots on, on Christ's silence, uh, I, I don't know that there's a more apropos uh, in fleshing of that scriptural story than that than what you laid out. Why did the God of heaven and earth decide not to say anything with all the power and might? Well, he didn't pull himself down off that cross either. Uh, I think we need to pay very close attention uh, to the example you just laid forth. Yes. Yeah. If you're offended by a seventy-year-old guy. If you can make a mountain, you're either, if you're talking about his wife cooking, who, who still does most of the cooking in America. I'm a pretty good cook. Who do you think cooks most of the meals at my home? My right. wife. And, and I, have, I have no degree. She's working on her fourth. Okay. I mean, I, I'm not, if, 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 you're, if, this is, if this is serious political conversation now, it's either there's only two possible choices. They're both really bad. Either, these are the hackiest bunch of hacks that ever hacked. So they're, they're, you, they're not worthy of dignifying with, a, with an engagement anyway because they're just beyond soulless. Or the worldview in and itself is so far gone 
that you're you're now in um, uh, and Pharaoh hardened his heart territory. That's kind of where you're and you're at. It's not that you're soulless. You just um, hate me and what I believe. And so therefore I'm kicking the dust off my sandals and it'll be better for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than it will be for your newsroom. Uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. And, you know, the the other thing in the montage I wanted to make sure we hit on that I I think touches on this as well is the is the the commentary on Karen Pence's new job. She's a monster. Yes. We we I shared a, a, a brilliant headline from the Babylon Bee on my Facebook wall over the weekend that sparked a very interesting conversation in in my comments section. And the headline from the Babylon Bee was Christian now just voting for whichever who, whichever political party he thinks is the least likely to make his faith illegal in the future. Basically, an act of self-defense. And the whole thing with Trump and the Republican Party, I'm noticing there's a transition here now. I had to spend a lot of airtime most of my career up until in the last few months talking about terrible rationalizations and sellout justifications for Republicans and tribalistic preferences that you as a believer or conservative would never give someone not wearing your uniform. And essentially argue with multitudes of Robert Jefferses in my audience. I've done that show a lot. What's happening now is it's beginning to turn the other way now. And and we've gone now now we're getting into um swallow a camel um what's the expression I'm thinking of there? Um uh swallow swallow and swallow and uh is it swallow Say it again. Strain a... A strain a gnat to swallow a camel. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Now we're getting into that territory. We've gone gone from, you know, uh, make um, make Israel great again idolatry to now, now, since everybody's bad, we can't have any strategic thinking at all. And I find myself more and more pushing back against this. Self-defense is not voting for the lesser of two evils. It's not even close. Self-defense is a divine mandate. It's a divine command. The lesser of two evils is pagan in origin to begin with. It is utilitarian in origin to begin with. Because of its motivations? Yes. Yes. And so when something begins from a pagan origin, you're going to get, what's the result of it going to be? Mm, Pagan Pagan. squared. Yes. Pagan times pagan will be pagan. That's what you'll get. So it now we can disagree. Reasonable people can disagree whether or not the current political system has gone is, is, has plummeted to the point that it justifies putting up with Republican sellouts out of self defense. And I'm okay. And, and and reasonable people can disagree with that. I'm at the point, and I I just wrote a book. There's no future here. This they're liars, and they hate us. Um. Last November, and all of that is true. Last November, I went out and basically voted straight ticket Republican for the first time in 15 years. And I voted for a bunch of people I can't stand. Why? Because the option running against them wasn't the lesser of two evils. It literally said to me, I'm going to make what you believe evil if you let me. 
I'm going to declare your, I'm going to declare what's good evil. And then I'm going to use the power, my, the power I used in doing so, I'm going to use it to come after you and your children. And you're seeing that in the reaction of Karen Pence taking this job. You will not be able to share a nation with those people. They have no intent of sharing one with you. They're not going to. Now, we again can debate, and I am the last person. Now, when I, I talked about how I voted, did I ever spend any time in this last election advocating anybody vote Republican? No. No. <laughs> Far from it. I, I'm, I'm not spending, a, I'm not going to spend a scintilla, a drop of sweat, a bead of, a, you know, a bead of salt from a tear. Uh, doing, lifting a finger for the Republican Party on any level whatsoever. To me, Democrats have be, the Democratic Party on a national level is, I view it, it, it's become a home invasion now. I have to act. When you come into my home and intend to do me and my loved ones harm, that's not the lesser of two evils, that's self-defense. Now, you may disagree with me. You may think the Democratic Party hasn't, hasn't plummeted to that level. Okay, then act accordingly. But while I'm providing you that measure of conscience, you need to return the same. The lesser of two evils is not the same as self-defense. Not anything close at all. Just like I said to people who voted for Trump, you're not any better or worse than those of us who didn't. The argument, um, well, you know, if I don't vote for Trump, the Democrats will win. Uh, and I'm letting them win. But but I didn't, that doesn't, so you want me to vote for Trump? If not voting for Trump was a vote for Hillary, then not voting for Hillary should have been a vote for Trump. Again, all that's, you know why that logic doesn't hold up? Because it's not logical. It's just pagan rationalizations. Now, if you would have came to me and said, dude, I'm, I got 97 problems with Donald Trump. I watched this last debate and Hillary Clinton declared war on me. I'm, I'm going to have to respond in kind. When people called our show and said that, what was our answer? God bless you, man. You thought it through. So I want to make sure we, because we're going to have, this is going to get worse and it's going to get more blatant. We talked earlier this week, there's 55 reasons to, for the Democratic Party to purge Tulsi Gabbard from its ranks. Anti-Semitism, pro-Islamist, pro-Assad, pro-Iran, just to name a few. All right. Those aren't any of the reasons they, they, are, they, they want to get rid of her. It's because 20 years ago when she was a teenager, she believed that marriage was between a man and a woman. That's why. That boys were boys and girls were girls. Burn the That's witch. why. Burn the witch. Yes. And if they're doing this to one of their own, what are they going to do when, they, when you let them into your home? So that's where I'm at. This is self-defense. You may disagree and think it has arisen to that level and you've, you're never voting Republican again. I won't convince you otherwise. It's not like they don't deserve it. There's 10 pages and 139 footnotes in this book that indicates they do. This isn't, for, for me though, this isn't about the Republican Party. This is you have openly declared war upon me and I feel compelled to respond as a father and a husband. And I'm capable of both doing whatever I can to tear down the Republican Party in the hopes that something better will come up while at the same time trying to defend my own homeland and homestead. All right. You may, again, disagree with that. But the lesser of two evils and self-defense are not the same thing. And I, and I wanted that point stressed and made because the way they are now treating any religious belief of, more, of tradition and orthodoxy whatsoever— 
Christian religious belief. That, that's really what we're saying, yes. Anything that stems from a Judeo-Christian tradition, anything that obeys the expressed word and edicts of the God of the Bible, cannot be tolerated by the new left that is emerging. So all of us at some point are going to have to make the decision whether to practice self-defense or whether to allow ourselves to be martyred because, Todd, that's where this is heading. There, there isn't an in-between space. And not because we don't want one, they won't permit one. Yeah, the way you described uh, voting, it, it does – it's not aspirational. I've said that before. It, it, it's an 11th hour feeling. You, you know, we, we can have the arguments leading up to it. On, on which way should we go according to the, the way you just talked about? But at the end of the day, yeah, I, I walk in there and I feel like, um, you, you know, I'm juggling grenades. Mm-hmm. And I'm not quite sure which which one has a pin in and which one doesn't. Um, it None of it is aspirational. You just feel like you're trying to survive something. Yes. We'll come back. We'll go inside politics. Our good friend Daniel Horowitz from Conservative Review will join us next. Stay tuned. Don't blame us if for the next uh, 60 to 90 seconds. Uh, Aaron is pretending to do uh, a commercial, but instead it sounds like uh, a self-humble brag, correct? Yeah, well, it's not bragging if you can do it, though, uh, Steve. I think, where did I learn that from? Babe oh, Ruth. No, I, I learned that from you. I mean, yeah. I'm going to attribute it That's to true. you because it's... I did teach you that, yes. It's more convenient, too, at this, <laughs> uh, at, this, uh, uh, at this point in time. How are you doing on your New Year's resolutions? I will tell you how I'm doing on mine. I've watched one movie this year, so far this year. All the way through? I did not fall asleep. Wow. Um, granted, I did watch that in the morning, so that really hasn't tested my New Year's resolution of you know making it through every single movie that I watch. Um, but there's all sorts of New Year's resolutions. We're into, what, week three almost of the new year, and a lot of those resolutions, um, studies show, are they're about halfway through being like done for the year, basically, because people usually stop those resolutions first, second week of February. Well, if you're good at making resolutions, though, and you have room for another one, resolve to take your firearm training to the next level. There's still time to make those New Year uh, resolutions with iTarget Pro. iTarget Pro utilizes your smartphone. Their proprietary app tracks a caliber-specific laser and um, fits inside your firearm exactly where and uh, tracks exactly where your shots are landing. iTarget Pro is completely safe, comes with your caliber-specific laser, Target system and instructions so you can begin training immediately. Take that Christmas cash. Go to the letter itargetpro.com. Check out the video. Choose your caliber and download the app so you're ready when the system arrives. This month, you can get 10% off plus free shipping with the offer code STEVE when you purchase the iTarget Pro system. Save money, save time, take your skill to the next level safely and effectively. That's the letter itargetpro.com. Dot com offer code Steve itargetpro.com and I want to remind you we're expecting some nasty winter weather again this weekend at least where we are and if that's you as well and you're looking for some inside activities this is a great thing uh, to actually pass the time and get better at your shot itargetpro.com offer code Steve let's go to our good friend our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation Daniel Horowitz from Conservative Review is here to take us inside politics, brother, how are you? 
I'm doing all right, and congrats on your new book. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. I'm going to be appearing on Daniel's podcast to talk about the book in depth this week. So if you are not yet subscribing to Daniel's uh, Conservative Conscience uh, podcast on iTunes, you should be uh, via The Blaze. And now's a good time because you'll you'll hear him and I go back and forth on it uh, later on this week. Let's start with the latest uh, going on in uh, in shutdown politics. I'm not going to ask a leading question because I just want to know what your this what your visceral take is on what's happening right now? You know, my visceral take, actually, for this week, last week, I was all fired up about the border. I still am. It's the non-border discussion, the actual shutdown. How is it that we have gone three and a half weeks into this shutdown, and the biggest concern we have when you have this degree? Of our, of our government completely shut down, seven departments, so to speak. And yet the biggest concern is the paycheck of the workers, but not the work itself. I mean, forget about the border. Why don't we have a national discussion given that we have insane debt? We're facing trillion-dollar deficits years to come. We're going to flush up to a trillion dollars on interest payments every year starting in about eight years. Mm-hmm. Why is it? That we don't have a discussion, you know, maybe we don't need HUD altogether. I mean, th- this is what I don't understand. Even the sob stories they could conjure up are from the essential stuff like TSA, which should be essential in a different way. But because the workers aren't showing up when they're supposed to show up, even though, uh, you know, there, there's there's a shutdown. But no one's discussing the fact that 95% of HUD and 82% of commerce are deemed non-essential so like look i can understand non-essential doesn't mean necessarily mean totally not necessary so if you have dhs and doj which roughly 85 percent are considered essential you need a certain amount of non-essential to support them but if you have an entire department where 90 95 percent of it is deemed non-essential and nobody notices it shuts down other than the complaint over complained over them not getting paid why do we have them and why are we incurring debt to fund it? Steve, here's my question. If we are this much in debt, if you if you are this much in debt and you really need to start doing without things, mm-hmm. in order for them to be deemed essential, shouldn't you really start feeling pain after three and a half weeks? Well, that would – yeah, absolutely. I mean the only thing that really – is, is an impactful sob story uh, are federal workers uh, not getting paychecks. And when you look at where most of those federal workers live, and I've been pointing this out for the last several days, your home state of Maryland. Okay, so so what? Trump loses Maryland by 21 points in, in, in 2020. Okay, so... Uh, he's going to lose it by he's going to lose it by 18 before, but now they're really pissed, so he's going to lose it by 21. All right, Virginia. I mean, that, that state with gone. the massive, it's gone anyway. I mean, it's been gone since Obama's massive growth of government. Uh, so, you know, you've, you've seen a state that since 2008, I believe, went Democrat once since Reconstruction. And, and now it's gone Democrat several times. So, okay, so Trump loses Virginia by seven or eight points instead of four or five. What is the, I've been asking this question of Todd and Aaron of uh, some of your peers at Conservative Review when they show up on our Blaze Roundtable, I fail to see where there is any external. Now, there is the internal, but daddy, Javanka, 
Daddy, I was wa- after they had the kid drag queen. Uh, Michael Strahan showed me all these, uh, you know, uh, Boeing bureaucrats that are getting that you know aren't aren't paying for their home in the Hamptons. Daddy, we got to stop this. So there's the but Daddy Javanka internal pressure. There's the Republican Party. If we don't cave soon, uh, John Kasich's going to beat me and to the Jeff Flake uh, gig at MSNBC pressure. But externally. Where is the political incentive for Trump to cave? I don't see it anywhere. I don't see the longer this goes on, the more that he doesn't benefit. Tell me I'm wrong. You know, I was actually saying this last year. Republicans didn't mean to do it. But if they would have, it would have been a brilliant strategy that they capitulated on all the spending, for example, in HHS. That is all the health care programs. Social Security is there. They capitulated, and they actually, unlike in previous shutdowns, they passed um, five appropriation or, or appropri- appropriation bills that are responsible for five departments. DOD is the big one, mm-hmm. defense, VA, um, and it's responsible for seventy five percent or accounts for seventy five percent of discretionary spending. This is actually the perfect shutdown because, again, even the media they're only conjuring up stories on them not getting paid. But if we actually need them. We should be having discussions over, dude, we're doing a month, going a month without these functions. That's a big problem. Well, evidently it's not. So I think it says two things. Number one, at some point we we need to have a national discussion over the fact that we just proved we don't need this stuff. Right. Housing, education, we have right. that on a state and local level. And number two, as far as the border is concerned, you know, I must tell you, Steve, you know I'm always pissed off. I mean, it's no secret in this business because there's nothing to look forward to. But I'm actually enjoying myself because I've been yelling for 13 years to have a national dialogue over the freaking cartels and that the drug problem is not internal but it's external. And the reason why the war on drugs never worked is because we never actually had a war. A real war does work. A war on an item doesn't work. Uh, we could we could go after this stuff. We're having this discussion. The media now has to say, well, no, it only works here. Or, you know, there's tunnels. There's tunnels under the border. You know, it's funny. For years, they called people like me kooks for saying that we have Hezbollah-style problems at our border with tunnels. They're like, what are you talking about? Now, in order to diminish the efficacy of a border wall, they say, <laughs> well, there's just tunnels. You know, so at least we're having this discussion. I think Trump is being successful in that realm alone, and you're right, there's no reason he should back down. Your take on my my big picture takeaway, and with the book out, I'm doing interviews with you know conservative shows around the country right now, and they're asking me my big picture takeaway. And I've said this on the show too, you tell me if you agree or disagree. Regardless of what the ultimate outcome is, what deal is or isn't struck, what the details are, et cetera. Once this is resolved, if we don't see... And I mean, when I say shortly thereafter, I mean like hours, days at the most. If there ain't shovels hitting dirt in the Rio Grande, Donald Trump is the next read my lips president, and he is mortally wounded politically from here, at the very least. That's my big picture takeaway. This is pass fail. This is not, I think it's a B minus. It's 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 go big or go home. This isn't uh, you know what we're going to kick this to the courts and uh, do nothing for that. No no you don't give a national address, telling three hundred million people this is a crisis, and then we're just going to let it sit there while the Ninth Circuit figures out whether my executive action works or not. Nope. There must be a sh- there must be a shovels hitting dirt. Otherwise, he's the big loser. Period. Your thoughts? You know, Steve. 
I agree that it would be his read my lips moment. I don't agree that he'd be fatally wounded because the difference is H.W. Bush did not exactly inspire the base to begin with. And then he was running up against a young, charismatic Democrat of the time and Bill Clinton, who said the era of big government's over. And then he had Ross Perot. I mean, that was a very complicated time here. The problem is, and we've we've said this the last two years. Trump could look very wounded. He looks wounded now. His numbers are pretty bad now. You start to have one of these Democrats that make – they make Barack Obama's 08 campaign look conservative, and it becomes a, a choice between them. I think that realigns the moment. In the moment, it looks like he's a dead duck, but you look 8 to 12 to 15 months down the road when you have a Kamala Harris or someone like that. I think that's a different ball game, and that completely resets the baseline. To some extent, that's true. But you're also dealing with a differing electorate now on some level as well. We just had an election where everywhere Democrats could actually win, they basically won. Everywhere they basically could win, they won. Um, even the, even in the, in the pickups, the Republicans got in the Senate are, I mean, Indiana, a Democrat has won Indiana, I believe one time since the civil war. Okay. So even, even where Republicans got pickups, those are places where it's very, very difficult for Republicans to lose. So if you look at the last midterm, we just had everywhere Democrats could win, they did. And that's where, you know, I, I, I agree he will hold his base better. You know, George Herbert Walker Bush got the lowest uh, popular vote percentage by an incumbent president since Taft. And that's not a coincidence because Taft had a third party challenger from yeah. his own party, just like essentially George Herbert Walker Bush did with Ross Perot. Right. OK. But in this case, he got 65 million votes last time to win by 78,000 votes in three states. He's going to need more than 65 million votes in the next election. Going to need 67, 68. So I agree his base will hold better for many, all the reasons you just said. But there's his base, and then there are the people that he needs to convince to vote for him on top of that as well. And we just saw in the midterm election, everywhere that he needed those voters, the Republicans lost everywhere, even Arizona. But but Steve, you know... I don't know about in that. Arizona. We had an election where someone to the left of Kamala Harris was the Democrat. Now, BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed tried to destroy the Democratic nominee for Senate in Arizona, and it didn't work because because it didn't matter in the midterm election. It didn't matter. That was a referendum on Trump, and Trump was never popular. Um, certainly not without without a, a false flag opponent um, to feed off of. I think you can, you have to dynamically score and project what the political environment will be when you actually have a the nuttiest Democrat in the history running, and it all becomes about that person. Then, then they're the new kid on the block. Then, then you know what Trump- he should. If that's the case, if we're at the point, then there, there's nothing he can do to betray his base. Continuing this shutdown another day and losing any more points uh, in his approval rating is a dumb gambit because he's pleasing people that will vote for him no matter what he does, no matter how much he betrays them, no matter how much he screws them and should do whatever he can, therefore, to try to get some of those people and convince them otherwise that might be on the fence. He should he should play the Mitch McConnell game. Then he's losing right now by doing this. But I, I think, Steve, I think the problem is that. 
political coalitions in America move 10 times quicker over a shorter period of time than they did in past generations. They realign every few months. It, you know, right now, you're right. May, maybe there's this risk, and I, I really don't think so, that there's a certain pile of these picture suburban voters that voted out Dave Bratt outside of Richmond, Virginia, that might not be happy about this. But you know what? I, I will tell you, um, speaking of that, Abigail Spanberger, the Democrat that beat him, she said she stood up in a, a conference with the Democrats and said she's getting a lot of flack back at home. Mm-hmm. And she didn't say it was about the shutdown. It was about why aren't you funding the border wall? So, again, a lot of what Democrats won were off of people, not the type of people saying, hey, I want Kamala Harris right now. You know, there are people just I'm just I'm just sick of Trump's games. I'm sick of this stuff. But these are the same people that will then be confronted with the choice between a Trump and a Kamala Harris. And to me, that's a lot closer to the dynamic of 2016 when it's Hillary versus Trump rather than a straight up referendum. Do you like Trump and Republicans? No. Well, do you like Democrats? Yeah, no, there's no. some truth. And by the way, I didn't say fatally wounded. I said mortally. Okay, Uh, so chances of death are high, but you're not dead yet. Okay, and the reason I said mortally and not fatally is because of the dynamic you're talking about. But I think if they were to nominate somebody like a Joe Biden, then I think we do go from fatally to mortally. I think we do go to somebody who goes right at what Trump's biggest weakness is, the lack of likability and the turning off of voters in places like the suburbs that he should be getting. Um, Final question, really quick. Next week when we talk to you, is this still going to be going on? I do. I actually think he will hold the line. I've I've heard a lot of rumors about cracks in the coalition, cracks in the White House, cracks in the Senate. I'll tell you, for the first time he's held, because maybe, Steve, maybe you're right. Maybe he's seeing what you're saying, because every other time over the last two years he's caved, and I think now he knows his his, uh, goose is cooked, or at least thinks so. Mm -hmm. So I think he's going to hold the line. Daniel Horowitz, uh, taking us inside politics here on Conservative Review. Good to see you, brother. Thank you for joining us. Speak to you later. You know, we always like to talk about and encourage people uh, to take a stand uh, and and do what is right, even when it's difficult. How about stand against your own family? That's pretty difficult. Uh, Miss Victoria Hurst is doing that right now. She is single-handedly taking on her own family's media giant. Cosmopolitan Magazine. Uh, her cause, CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's the website, CosmoHurtsKids.com. Uh, this is going right after Victoria's family. The Hearst Corporation is the publisher of Cosmopolitan Magazine, otherwise known as Cosmo. And she's pointing out, hey, over the years now, this has gotten increasingly more obscene, more salacious. It's basically marketing pornography to children, to girls. Uh, and her Cosmo Hurts Kids campaign, they're not trying to censor the magazine, not trying to put it out of business, simply saying, hey, uh, you know, states have material harmful to minor laws for a reason that ought to apply to this magazine like it does to a Playboy or or a hustler or something else like that. And, you know, uh, you got to be 18 and put a cover behind it so everybody knows this is adult material. If you'd like to learn more about CosmoHurtsKids.com, visit the website and learn more about the campaign. CosmoHurtsKids.com. And again, want to reiterate, Victoria believes in free speech, not trying to censor the magazine, just saying, hey, if we're going to put adult material in there, then it ought to be set aside for adults. You can learn more at CosmoHurtsKids.com. Gentlemen, your thoughts on the conversation we just had with Daniel Horowitz. Did did you see the single tear come down Daniel's cheek when he said, I think it's going to last for another week. (laughs) I've never seen him so excited. 
That was beautiful, Daniel. There was, there was there there did seem to be a spring in the uh, in the. St- I think now that I think he was like. I think this is going to last yeah, another week. Yeah, I think we will. Yeah, Aaron, what do you think? Yeah, I I said last Thursday I think that I'm in uh, as far as the shutdown goes. I'm in the come back to me when something happens mode because all everything until actually we get funding for a wall. Uh, and shovels actually in the ground. Everything is just the show. It's just it's kind of meaningless bluster at this point. So um, I said last, I was the only person on the day's group roundtable that said this last. I didn't think that it would go on this this far. I think I thought we would just wake up one day. Oh hey, we struck a deal for um, letting us down. So. I don't know. I think it's indefinite at this point. There's a new development uh, in the battle today that may indicate maybe pressure. Democrats are starting to feel it. We're going to talk about that in our roundtable today, later today at The Blaze. Hour two, though. Stay right there. Coming your way after this. With hour two of the Steve Day Show here, live and on demand on the Blaze, 888-900-3393 is the number. Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Hey, do you struggle to get each day started? Did he hit that wall in the middle of the afternoon? Uh, and you're kind of limping across the finish line. What if I told you you could avoid drinking multiple cups of coffee, cans of soda, or energy drinks packed with chemicals to survive your day? If you're looking to solve this common problem, suggest a new product that uh, I've been sampling the last few days as well. As well, It's called Dawn to Dusk. It provides clean energy, focus, and improved mood for up to 10 hours. And you know what? No jitters, no afternoon crash. I can personally attest to it because I've tried it myself. No calories. That means no carbs and no sugar either. With Dawn, So keto, paleo friendly. Uh, with Dawn to Dusk, there's no need to be anxious when your coffee mug is empty. Uh, others may be going for that 75th refill. Is that what you're doing over there right now? Or Aaron? <laughs> Are you talking to me? <laughs> yes. Uh, there's another way of doing this. All right. It's called from dusk till from dawn to dusk. You have to give this a try. Visit BrickHouseSteve.com so you can get a bottle of this groundbreaking all-natural formula. As we've told you about uh, BrickHouse Nutrition in the past, these are a, a team of physicians, actual doctors. Everything here is from the way nature and God intended it, all right? So when you use when you go there, use the promo code STEVE to get 15% off your first order at BrickHouseSteve.com. Try from dawn till dusk. BrickHouseSteve.com. Use promo code STEVE to get 15% off your first order. Stop all those nine-hour, whatever those things are called, loaded with chemicals. When you turn it over and you can't pronounce any of the ingredients, uh-uh, don't do that. BrickHouseSteve.com, promo code STEVE instead. All right, let's get to today's truth bomb, a continued contrived attempt to promote uh, my new book, which is now available, Uh, particularly if you go to Amazon right now. If you don't mind leaving us a five-star review, if you had a chance to sample it, we would appreciate that as well. Truth bombs, confronting the lies conservatives believe to our own demise, endorsed by Glenn Beck, Mark Levin, Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh, you know, a few people maybe that some of you have heard of. And and there was a truth bomb dropped in my email yesterday that came I wanted to make sure we got it in the montage. I wanted to highlight it in this segment. 
I went back and found the email. Dan, here's looking out. Dan is the guy, and it, I think it's Jokic is his last name, or Jokic. All right, I'm trying. I want to give Dan as much credit as I can because I love it when you and the audience take the way we're trying to encourage you and equip you to think and go beyond how we have demonstrated our ability to do it. Because this is one of those things when I saw it, I said, crap, I wish I'd have thought of this. All right. Dan asked me yesterday, hey, send me an email. You know, if Democrats care so much about these federal workers, I watched your show with the bread lines in Maryland. If Democrats care so much about federal workers, why do they want to abolish ICE and put all of those fine folks out of a job? Yes, that's, well, boom. So, Todd, I gave you a a little project today. How many fine folks currently work at ICE? You did a little research. How many federal workers would Democrats who don't, who believe in open borders, how many of them would they put out of business? Well, I thought this was awesome like you did before I knew this number. Yeah. Just, you thought it was awesome then? Yeah. Just wait. Okay. The number of, give me a, what do you think? Of a thousand. In excess of 20,000. Are you kidding me? No, I was shocked. I, I thought, I thought 10,000 would be the high mark in excess of 20,000. More than 20,000 Americans. That's 20,000 potential families, homes. But are they woke? Chill. Mm. Uh, they'll be awake when they'll, they'll be woke <laughs> enough to know, you know, where's my, where, where, where my dollar bill at? They'll be woke enough for that. Over 20,000 employees. I know. And we have watched Democrat after Democrat after Democrat on television for the last couple of months. Say abolish ICE. Yeah, well, you do that with bigots, Steve. You know, that's what you do. This is that commercial. What are the Geico commercial? It's what you. You're an ICE employee. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? What you do. I- I'm going to feed this. <sighs> Todd. You know what? Todd is one of our most. One of our most. He 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 is the editor of the show. This is his job. When he said that, I was like, oh boy, I better I better double check this, and I just did. I can't believe that. Over twenty thousand. All right, so since my buddy Chip Roy didn't take my advice and ran for Congress anyway, and then Dunn got himself elected. All right, that, that's a talking point. Now, that, if you're going to have the office, now you got the power of the letterhead. You know, you guys ever heard me say that to people in, in public office, that, you know, friends of mine that I've talked to and worked with in the past? You've heard me reference the power of the letterhead what do I, or the power of the title. What do I mean by that? What I, what I, because, you know, before the whole controversy with what he may or may not have done at the Gadsden Mall in 1980 emerged, I got tons of people that would email me and say, why do you care if Roy Moore gets elected to the Senate? He won't do any good anyway. And I'm like, I know he won't get to do any good. I know that. But when you hold the title, when you hold the platform of Congressman blank or Senator blank, everything you say and do demands coverage. And at the very least, I was confident Roy Moore would go there and make everybody's life that deserves to suck, suck much worse. Pull some pounds down. Yeah, yeah that he would, he would say, he would, he would literally go there and hold um, Institute on the Constitution briefings, all right? And just, and, and make them answer all the questions that they uh, don't want to have to answer, which, you know. Pass the tub of corn. We're all in for the show. If we're going to have a show, 
then by golly, let's at least it's, have the it, right one. It's like okay? the guy in Massachusetts who made everybody made them pass all fifty-seven versions yes, of non Jim Lyons, yes. the state rep that we yes. wrote that we we did the column about uh, the end of last year, who who held up all of the Massachusetts legislative session, would not let them go signed on, would not let them adjourn. Until they said, hey, hey, we're not going to define gender. Then he literally went through the entire list of all of Facebook's acknowledged gender identities and made the entire legislature vote up and down. Is this a gender? Till finally, Democrat and Republican leaders both came to him and said, we're, can, can we if, no can mas. we just let no it mas. end? We won't, we'll, we won't change any government language if you'll just stop <laughs> making us do this. I know Roy Moore would have done that. I know he would have done that. And you know what? Right now, it's the little things. <laughs> That's the best you can do. <laughs> if you're not, if you, if you can't change anything, then by golly, we're going to irritate the Hades out of all the right people in the process. Well, now my, now my buddy Chip Roy has said title and platform. And we need to get, and, and not, you know, a, a, a conservative, con- no, we need someone in public office. To go on in, in front of one of these uh, hacktivists on camera and drop this talking point. So when we get done here, you know, I'm texting Chip. I'm like, dude, you got to do me a solid. Just and and give me a heads up when it's coming, just so we can just so I can yes. I can follow the reverb on this mm-hmm. when you drop. I don't know why Democrats claim to be so uh, sympathetic to federal workers. They've been telling us for the last few months they want to abolish ICE. That's over 20,000 federal workers that would be without a job. I don't think they care yeah. about federal workers at all. Oh, I just, I, just, I just need to see. I need that right now. You know, I just, I need to see that, man. I want to see that reaction. But, and not from a conservative contributor at a network or somebody like us who are firebrands. No, I, want, I need to see someone with a title, someone who took an oath of office. I need to see someone who's official drop that one. So when we get done here, I'm texting Chip and I'm saying, hey, first chance to, yeah, do me this one. Because I know him well enough. He's like, dude, I'm going to call CNN myself to say that. Are you kidding me? Yes. Yeah. I wish NBC, in doing their little story on their fake bread lines, would have asked, "Uh, and where do you work for? I work for ICE. Oh, their head would have exploded on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm actually, uh, I don't have white privilege, man. I'm, I'm black. You mean like yes. that, something like that? Yes. Yes. Just, I mean, if, if, listen, if, if we can't get them to worship the one true God, we are going to turn over as many money changers. We're going to fashion as many whips of cords. We are going to swing as many hardened and coarsened jawbones of asses on the way out the door as we possibly can. Can can you imagine what the White House press briefing room could actually accomplish? If Trump dropped that? uh, Hold on, wait. Maybe I text a couple of, maybe I text yeah. my old buddy Hogan Gidley there in the White House comms team. That's, that might, oh. Yeah. But, have Trump's, oh. Yeah. Oh. Of course, it can't come from me, otherwise it'll never happen. So I got to run it through like a second and a third party who Trump actually still likes and, and, and have them suggest it. But could you imagine? Yeah, I can. That's why I don't Don, need you to Don do Don Levin, be, uh, <laughs> I'm coming for you, Alan. Because he won't say Alice. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Alan. <laughs> I mean, folks, 
are grabbing chests on CNN tonight if, if he started dropping that. Just to see Joan Walsh call, that's appalling. <laughs> Let's talk about salads again. <laughs> oh, that's a good talking point. Yes. All right. When we're done, I'm running this up the flagpole. We got to have somebody, somebody with an official title has got to drop this line. Somebody does. Not and it, it, again, it can't be somebody like us or even even somebody with a huge audience like a Tucker Carlson on Fox. Somebody in elected office, so they can't ignore it. You know, somebody who has who has the hall pass basically to walk into their ballroom and drop a deuce in their punch bowl. It's got to be somebody like so they so they have to acknowledge that they're dipping their they're 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 dipping their cups into this punch bowl with this turd in it. Somebody like that that they can't get around it. They can't they have to confront it. It's, right? It's got to be somebody like that. That that forces them, it, you know, that basically um, rubs their nose in it. Something like that. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to make that my little pet project today. See if I can't get uh, call in some old favors and see if I can't get that someone with some real power to start using that talking point. And Dan, it's J-A-C-H-E-C is how his last name is spelled. All right, we believe in attribution on this show. We don't pirate other people's work. Dan, good job out of you, brother. That That is some fine the, work. The fate right of there. the Republic may rest on your snark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So when this shutdown goes on until Memorial Day, blame Dan Jackic or Yakic or whatever his name is. J-A-C-H-E-C. It was all his fault. He gave me the idea and I passed it on and everybody dug in their heels after this one. Wow. Because if the Democrats have to defend ICE workers, wow. That's such a good talking point. I wish I would have thought of it. All right, let's get to it. It's one of our favorite uh, segments each week. It's called Buy, Sell, or Hold. Uh, each week, our producer, Aaron, usually by relying almost completely on the audience to do it for him, puts forth a series of statements we hope are at least somewhat provocative. Todd and I will decide, are we buying that? Are we selling that? Hopefully, we have at least one good reason why we are permitted one hold per week. However, if the hold is for any reason other than the proposition we are asked to buy or sell is beneath, is so lame, it is beneath our cognitive ability. Then the dude code does say you are eligible for scourging and public humiliation and flogging for refusing to take a stand and punking out. Are we ready? Ready. Yes. Aaron. All right. First one that comes from Michael who says, sometime this year, draft Ocasio-Cortez effort will emerge, arguing that she's eligible to be president because age is a social construct. That's a buy. Solid didn't buy. we didn't we just have this conversation earlier this year? Didn't this come up? No. Something came up and Say, she, something came out uh, right, about and, ages or, a social construct. I don't think it was in the context. No, no, but that. something about her running for president or something. And she said, "Didn't she defer? I'm not. I'm not eligible yet. I just got here. Didn't this come up earlier this year? Something along these lines. I think we chatted about it. I think something came out of the lefty blogosphere along these lines already about this. Um. In general, my default position when, when, when asked whether or not I believe progressivism is capable of restraining itself on any level, except when, in the case of failing to re- re- restrain itself, goes against its most immediate objectives, my answer is no, it cannot. 
I mean, the, the crowd outside of Lot's house cannot be satiated. And that's, that's from a worldview standpoint, that's what we're talking about. I mean, it's, it's Donald Pleasant's classic monologue about Michael Myers in the first Halloween cannot be contained, cannot be stopped, cannot be killed. I mean, that, that's kind of what you're talking about. This is the worldview equivalent of a, of a slasher, uh, you know, uh, killer that, that can't be put down no matter how many bullets you put in him and he gets right back up. So I will buy just because in general, I don't think that there's a, there's an ability to restrain on the left because in an, it, it is in and of itself the casting off of restraint. I will sell even though the reasoning is very sound because it is clear that is an ent- there's an entire slate of other gals on the Democratic side that are willing to be just as shameless as he are. I mean, we have uh, uh, drunken Liz Warren. Uh, we've got... Uh, the fifteen year, fifty two year old drunken Liz. That's that's Trump's new nickname. Drunken. Oh, hey, you don't, so. hey, you don't like Pocahontas? Oh, yeah. I was drunken Liz. Pass that one on as well to your little people. Uh, um, Christian Gillenbrand is a a fifty two year old um, young single mom. Um, Camilla Harris is putting out her own dance video. Uh, we won't need Ocasio Cortez. They're willing to go right to where she lives. Better dance video. Better dance gif. Kamala Harris or Kamala Harris or Rhoda and uh, uh, Megan Kelly. Which are, what's better? Rhoda and Megan Kelly. Yeah, that, that's one of the internet's all time greats. Is the Rhoda Megan Kelly dance gift? That's one of the all time greats in my view. And by great, you mean <laughs> um, fill in the blank? <laughs> I mean, I mean the opposite. <laughs> So appalling, you you must you must gaze upon it, and nor can you turn away. That's how appalling it is. Every time I see that gif in my timeline, I I have to. It's like when I was a kid. Every time the Beastmaster movie with Mark Singer was on TBS, which was like every uh, every day, I felt like I had to watch it for like five minutes. Remember the Beastmaster movie? No, right? yeah. Aaron's like, "What's a Beastmaster?" And is is that obscene material? No, no. no the okay. man who tamed the ferrets. Of course, I know Beastmaster. <laughs> Get the dumb. Buddy, uh, get the dump button ready, Ron. I can't believe you remember that. I have never been more confident I made the right decision to hire you than I am right now. The man who tamed the ferrets. Yes. I bring the gravitas to this show. We're moving on. This is the beast master of gifts. Every time I see Megyn Kelly and Rhoda, I have to watch. I have to. I'm sorry, go ahead. All right, uh, tr- I think this is a really good one. Tradical Catholic says, Republicans will defund Planned Parenthood before one Democrat is excommunicated by the Catholic Church. Mm. Which Republicans? Are we talking like Washington Republicans? Republicans yeah, Republicans. National will, Republicans? Well, yeah. Uh, before one Democrat is excommunicated by the Catholic so Church. So my, which has the better chance of happening my, my, first? My, my, my all-time favorite screensaver is a and I when my wife and I first got married it was my screensaver on my home computer and it's uh it's 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 one of my favorite moments from Beavis and Butthead okay and uh this guy walks into Burger World and he says uh hey um do you guys have the real milkshakes here or the, uh with real ice cream or to use that shake mix and uh and Butthead's on the grill behind Beavis who's working the counter and Butthead's flipping burgers that have, and there's ants and bugs all over the grill. And Beavis is working the counter and Beavis is like, uh, uh, we have chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. (laughs) And the guy gets really ticked off and he's like, no, idiot. 
I know what flavors you have. Do you have that shake mixture to use real ice cream? Beavis looks around and he goes, uh, uh, we have chocolate, vanilla, and straight doesn't know how to answer the question. And then finally the guy's like, is there a manager here who can help me? And Butthead turns around with bugs on his spatula and he goes, uh, I'm an assistant manager, sir. And the guy says, your milkshakes. Do you guys use real ice cream or do you use that shake mix? Butthead looks around and he goes, uh, uh, we have chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. All right. That's how I felt with that question. I, uh, uh, uh. So it's a hold? We have chocolate, <laughs> vanilla, and strawberry. I, I, I don't know how to answer that question because neither one of them is ever going to occur. Um, I, 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 Good morning, Dave. You broke the mainframe. Who with Tradical Catholic? Tradical Catholic. Catholic. Uh, that, you, you, yeah, I, it's one I, of the more brilliant ones that I think I've, we've ever had. The, the, what's happening right now is my my brain is doing a Windows update right now. <laughs> All right, uh, please wait. Please wait. Please wait. I I, I have nothing. Um, I have the same feeling Aaron had when 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 his brother Moses came down from Mount Sinai, and and he sees that the he left the Jews under Aaron's. Uh, under Aaron's supervision, and he he's he had one job, and he was only gone for a little while, and he comes back, and already they're having or converting, orgying, and 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 Aaron's like, I don't know. They handed me this gold. I threw it in the fire. This calf comes out. I'm turning my pockets. I got nothing. I don't know. That's how I feel with that question right now. I have nothing. I I can't hold. I I I can't even compute it. I I like I, I my mind is blown right now can, with that can, question. Can the Catholic? In the room, take a shot at solving the Kobayashi Maru. Yes. How about we get the ball rolling on this thing by embracing the paradox? Let's first have the Catholic Church excommunicate the Republicans who won't defund Planned Parenthood. Oh, that's good. Let's just start there. I, I like, like that. 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 That now, now James Tiberius Kirk broke in. Uh, to Starfleet headquarters the morning before and reprogrammed the machine <laughs> so that he could win the yeah, no-win scenario. In, I like that. Just say Nancy Pelosi. That's a we'll, commendation for original yeah, thinking. Yeah. I like it. We'll get to you, Nancy. We'll get to you. First, these guys. I, I think. I like that a lot. So it's an ah uh, from Steve and a... <laughs> yes, that's my, uh, <laughs> that's my answer. Yes. Uh, we ready to move on? Yes. Uh, D. D says Trump served McDonald's Wendy's Burger King to NCAA football champion Clemson and Libs Media lost their mind because it was fast food. Trump will troll Libs and media even more in April when he serves Chick-fil-A to NCAA basketball oh. champs. Bye. Totally going to buy that. Oh, that's good. There's no way he did not see things on Twitter about, oh, you needed to do Chick-fil-A, did, man. He did, needs to actually show up and, and Chick-fil-A serve like his next White House press briefing. Did you see the Babylon Bee on this? No, I didn't. They said uh, evangelicals finally forsake Trump because he didn't serve Chick Fil A. <laughs> he said the quote was like, "That's too far." <laughs> I know <laughs> it's so true. Yes, <laughs> you know my, one of my other favorite memes online is not up there with Rhoda and Kelly, Megan Kelly's dance, but uh, whenever Allah pundit. If you follow Allah pundit on Twitter, it's just it's not parody. It's just scorched earth commentary. Um, he hates everyone, literally everybody, 
everybody gets scorched earth constantly, constantly. I, this person must, this person either has a ton of friends and created this alter ego so he wouldn't be found out or is a shut in in his mom's basement because all a pundit, it's just scorched earth political commentary constantly. And so every time Trump does something controversial or dumb, it's, he, he posts that picture of Jesus over that you've seen that oh, meme yeah. of Jesus over Trump in the <laughs> yes. White House yep. as he sits in the chair in the Oval <laughs> Office. Okay. That though, that meme, I will for the first time buy that meme if he if if he has a White House press briefing and just starts handing out Chick-fil-A sandwiches to all those libs. Oh, oh my. Yeah, it's been I'm 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 so in if that happens. I'm so in. We need to bring back the cries of theocracy like yes. we had during the W presidency. That'd yes. be good. Yes. So you're buying that? I'll buy it. Yeah. Yep. Huh. At, at some point, someone will be trolled with a Chick-fil-A catering in the White House. Some point in the next few months. I yep. agree. This is like yep. your thing with uh, Trump sending Christie to get the French fries. Oh, I, yes. I need this to be true. I needed that. It turned out it wasn't. I just, <laughs> I just needed it to be true for so long. I just, I needed to, I needed to believe. Yes. Uh, from Joshua Danielson, uh, not only do the Chiefs beat the Patriots this weekend, but Tom Brady actually retires within 48 hours of losing the game, akin to Brady will retire. Arrowhead memes I've been seeing on Facebook. I think when Tom Brady retires, so I'm going to do the math on this in my head. All right, because I I do think the Chiefs are going to win on Sunday. I think when Tom Brady, and he's already said he's going to come back, but I think when he goes, I don't believe there will be, like when it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's last season, and, you know, everywhere he went, you know, they had a, you know, center court pregame presentation. He got rocking chairs and TVs and golf clubs and medals and and honors. I don't think Brady will do any of that. I, I think when he goes, we'll get some kind of release in February or March that'll just say, poor one out. I'm done. You know, 5,000 G, you know, and, and there might be one press conference where he says goodbye. I, I don't think you, he'll. I don't think. Well, I don't think he'll go into a year. I guess is what I'm trying to say to tell us this is my last season. I also think you know. Urban Meyer recently said that if Michigan had won that game, the likelihood his wife would have talked him in to finally listening to the doctors and retiring would have gone down. Because he wouldn't want that to be the last visual of him leaving the gridiron after losing, finally having finally having Harbaugh get the best of him, basically. And that it was much easier for him to listen to his wife and the doctors when, uh, when he punked Harbaugh in Michigan again. Can you see Tom Brady walking away after a loss if, of his own volition? Like if there's a serious injury or something, you know? But I have a hard time. He's 41 now. I have a hard time believing that if they go there and lose that game on Sunday, and I think the Chiefs are going to win, if they go there and lose that game on Sunday, Brady's like, dude, poor one out. I, I don't, I don't see Tom Brady rolling that way. I mean, I, I see Tom Brady more inclined to sign like a five-year contract extension after losing a game like that. I see Brady, if I see Brady wanting to be the master of his own domain, master of his own fate, wanting to go out the way that Elway did. Where Elway's last game was winning a was winning the Super Bowl against the Falcons and essentially walked away with the number one finger in the air and said, "Hey, man, see you on the flip side." You know, so that's why I'm going to sell 
Because I agree with the first part of the proposition. I do think the Chiefs will win. But I, I Josh, I, I cannot see Brady of his own volition. You know, if there's an injury like what happened to Peyton Manning or something, okay. But I, I can't see him of his own volition walking away after an L. I can't see that. Uh, I will also sell, but for an added reason. I, uh, with all of the... The greatness, everything just Steve, uh, Steve just said. I, he's got something else. I think he is trying to live up to. I, I think his whole um, health care regime that he does. Uh, I, I think he really the natural health thing. Yeah, him and Giselle do all that. I stuff, think yeah. he really believes that he's. Yes, he's 41 years old, but he's really 36 years that he's old. In, you th- or, do you think he's an evangelist for this? I mean, he's no, like a that's living my point. testimony I that this stuff works. That's it, why I can keep doing this. His point is okay. beyond football on this that you can that you can uh, uh, live longer, be healthier, and, and that I'm not really 41 years old because of the way I've lived. And um, to some extent, I. I buy into uh, what he's trying to achieve there. So I, I think um, as long as everything else is equal, there isn't really some rift and he's sick of Belichick. Or, you know, I don't think that's true, but um, I, I don't think win or lose, he's walking away. Aaron, can but, you? what do you think no. that, about the idea that Brady would walk away on his own volition after a loss? No, I just don't think that they – I mean, his numbers and his accuracy in some situations I know has been a little bit down this year. Um, but I remember last, even, you know, beginning of last year, the Chiefs played them first game. How in the world is a 40 year old making some of those throws that he's making? So yeah, especially the type of competitor that he is. Um, he is a, he is a fiery competitor. I can't see any scenario where he'd walk away of his own volition. I will say the last time he was in Arrowhead though, you remember what happened? He got benched for Jimmy G because he was having such a terrible game. I hope that happens again, but I don't think he's going to retire at any rate. I, I think the physical stuff is impressive enough. But if you don't follow football closely, I don't, I don't, the, the hand-eye coordination, how the quick reaction, the instincts, you know, the stuff that I, I've got a nearly photographic memory, and it's not, I'm 45, and it's not what it was five years ago. I can tell. You know, you see me sometimes fumbling for stuff I used to remember instantly. The fact that he is that mentally sharp at this age, to me, that's even more impressive if you ask me. We'll come back more in a moment. Stay tuned. Man, didn't I say yesterday, we got to get that Wax RX thing we've been talking about here in the studio? What? The the thing that cleans the wax out of our ears because we got these earpieces around all the time and I'm always now I'm cleaning this thing off pretty much every day. My this thing's called an IFB for those of you that are watching us on the Blaze and you watch your TV anchors have them in your ears. You and, like tea? I see what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we now, do need my, some of this stuff. My my, <laughs> my favorite experience with this was about a week and a half ago. We come in here, or no, it was the first day back after Christmas break. We come in here to do uh, we talk sports with uh, same. We do it in the same studio, just a different set. And, and so I come in here with Aaron, and we're going to do, do we talk sports with Kurt Schilling, who's on remote from his house. He lives on a farm uh, outside of Boston, and he's in a panic. I mean, literally is in a pan, running around. I'm not, Aaron, am I making any no, of this up? No. And I'm like, what in the, this is a guy's like, hey, game seven of World Series and my ankle is hanging out. My ankle bone 
my ankle bone is hanging out from my foot. And I'm like, I ain't got time to bleed. Jesse Ventura. Dude. But he couldn't hear the audio. And he is in a fetal right now. And I'm like, what is going on? And we're checking all the gauges. And Aaron's walking him through troubleshooting over remote. And then finally, what'd you tell him? Oh, did you check out the, uh, clean out the the IFB, your earpiece? And then Kurt's just like, oh. And then cleans out the the wax from his IFB, puts it in his ear, and what happened? That's too loud. <laughs> yes. All right, and now you can't clean your kids' ears with the cotton swabs like our moms did to us. The stuff that worked when we were a kid, you know, when mom yeah. basically bathed you in hydrogen peroxide. DHS that's child comes. abuse now. Yeah, yeah, DHS comes. Cleaning out your kids' ears with the cotton swabs, child abuse now, okay? So, listen, if you want the solution to all of these dilemmas, and if Kurt Schilling, if you're watching right now, okay, you need to check out WaxRx. It is physician-developed technology that you can use to clean out your ears safely and softly without a prescription. Try the WaxRx system risk-free today. Just go to usewaxrx.com. Usewaxrx.com. Use the offer code radio at checkout to get free shipping. Use WaxRx. That's the website. Usewaxrx.com. Usewaxrx.com. Let's get back to buy, sell, or hold. This is where Aaron, along with uh, those of you in the audience, puts forth a series of prediction statements. Todd and I decide, are we buying that? Are we selling that? Are we holding it? We've been doing this now for, what, two years? Yeah. Yep. That's the first time someone's blown my mind with, mm-hmm. a, with a choice I couldn't buy, I couldn't sell, I couldn't hold, yep. I couldn't compute. So this is getting tougher, and that's what we like. Make it harder on us. Yes. I like that. Uh, Matthew Shun says, uh, you're not a true Christmas slappy if you've already taken down your Christmas lights. I had to sell, man, because I'm like the head of the Christmas Slappies Player Association. Self-appointed, of course. Uh, but uh, uh, I got my ordinance at, at Costco. It's tough to get in there, but my dad pulled some strings. <laughs> oh, I love that line from Idiocracy. Yeah, some people told me I couldn't get in there, but my dad pulled some strings. <laughs> but no, I got to sell, man. Come on. I mean, it's January 16th. Now, dude, now I got to say this, though. If you're still fighting the good fight, you got your Christmas lights up. Respect, bro. I'm going to give you your propers for that. I mean, do not go gently into that good wintry night. I'm with you on that. Like last year, we had this really cold March and April. You guys remember here in Iowa? Oh, yeah. Or it didn't become spring to like the, right before Memorial Day last yeah. year. And went to church one Sunday. And I mean, it was freezing outside. Like it was snowing and stuff. And it was like the it was like first of April. And I went to church. We went to church on Sunday and a dude sitting there with a T-shirt, with a polo shirt and, a, and his shorts on. And the rest of us are all hunkered down, freezing to death. And I looked at him. I walked right up to him. And I'm like, dude, respect. He just decided, you know what, man? I'm not, I'm, I'm not, it, the calendar says spring. I will. I will dress accordingly. You know, and just thumbing his nose at, 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 at Mother Nature like that. I love that. Did, right? he, so, did he have a look on his face like Adam Gase? It's spring. <laughs> <laughs> it's April 1st. It's spring. Have you seen that video of the Jets? Oh, yeah. Coach? You know what I love about that most <laughs> is that that guy got the job over Mike McCarthy, which shows you <laughs> your just, old coach. Yes, yeah. just shows you how uh, McCarthy yeah. literally said publicly, "The only job yeah, I want is I the Jets, and if I don't get it, I wanted our audience to know you're not making that up." He literally said, "The only job I want is to coach Sam Darnold and the Jets, and if I don't get it, I promise the family I'm taking a year off." He said this in yeah. public. 
And then they gave the job to the guy that looked like, know. you know, he got the wrong meth before the press conference. <laughs> yeah. Time to reassess. You First, you managed to ruin Aaron Rodgers. Secondly, you got beat out by that guy. Yeah. So listen, if you've still got the lights up, I can, dude, I, I respect it, you know, but no, uh, you, you haven't betrayed your Christmas slappiness if you don't have your Christmas lights up on January 16th. Come on, man. Alrighty. Todd, 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 you, same. same? No, you okay. are correct. All right. Al the Clone says if the House of Representatives impeaches Trump, at least 20 Republican senators will cross over and vote with the Democrats to give them the 67 needed to convict. Gladly throwing Trump under the bus to put Pence in the White House and restore the illusion of sanity. Sell. Yeah. Why are you going to sell? Uh, because... Uh, it's along the lines of what you talked about in the opening segment about uh, uh, needing to survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, they don't they don't like Trump. They they know that they're running a scam. They hate their base. Um, but they, they they see crazy on that other side. Uh, I I don't I I don't think they have lost their mind to such an extent. I know I know. I said I don't think I'm not sure. You can hear the quiver in my voice. I don't think that'll happen. So I feel like I can't use another hold, even if it's justified, because I've already had my mind blown in real time here on the show once. So I feel like that 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 was the moral equivalency of a hold. So I kind of feel like I have to give a position it's on true. this one. Okay, yeah, true story. If they do that, that's the ultimate virtue signal. And what do you get for that virtue signal? You are probably right. There's not enough panelist jobs at CNN. <laughs> I would say it I would say the odds are 70% you're right. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm living. But that also means that yeah, there's a 30% chance you're wrong. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I think that's probably much higher than most people realize. And let me give you a circumstance where that 30% comes home. If if it's impeachment for the stuff that we have right now, then ninety-five percent. You're right. You're gonna. Are you gonna? Pay, yeah, pay now, in a worst case scenario. Let's sure. let's say let's let's say Mueller comes connects some dots with Michael Cohen or something of that nature. Um, here's what they also know. They also know they can screw all of you. And you'll vote for them anyway, because they've been doing it for decades. And I can tell you, I know they do this for a fact, and they do it at your state, wherever you live, your state legislature does this too. They sit back in that caucus room and in that cloakroom in, in private, and they start doing the math. Remember that scene at the end of Tommy Boy? Dale, I lost my virginity to your daughter, for goodness sakes. Todd, you were there. And they're all sitting around like huddled, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That goes on. Hey, I voted for this crap sandwich last year, and 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 and, and I, I'm up for a reelect. So Dale in North Dakota, it's your turn to you know to bite the bullet. You just got elected six years is an eternity. Your people, you know, we'll pass some stupid tax cutters. They do this. They horse trade with each other. They do the math back there. And I could see. Not it's not about getting rid of Trump. It's about getting rid of you. It's about getting rid of you. Especially now that Trump has shut the government down. That's the stuff they don't want. 
I could see them saying, well, this guy is retiring. This guy just got reelected. Let's do some math. Could we make this? At the very least, they will do some math. 100% they do the math. 100%. 100% they do the math to see, could we, could we do this and escape political accountability by putting Pence up there, making the tax cuts permanent, nominating Amy Coney Barrett to the U.S. Supreme Court, which they would do to continue the scam because they know what's the one shibboleth of the Republican base that they must, they must, they must worship. What is it? Judges. Judges. Well, I, it's a hundred percent. They will do the math to see if they can get away with doing it and what, how they could put the math in their favor. Not a hundred percent, 70% that they could make the math worth in their favor because they recognize before, before it was Trump's cult, it was theirs. Before Trump said, I could go out there and shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and you would vote for me. What did Daniel Horowitz and I just have a, a debate about last hour? The binary idolatry. So you mean to tell me three years from now, they vote to, they vote to get rid of Trump? Three years from now, you're not going to vote for the same rhino senator in Mississippi, Roger Wicker, that you've already voted in twice. When he comes to you and says, hey, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is now running for Senate. She's going to vote on judicial nominations. We have to hold on to the majority. You're not going to suddenly get over the fact that Roger Wicker voted to get rid of Trump. You see what I'm, Of course you are. Of course you are. Because you've done it on everything else. So, yeah. Now, there'll be, there would be more immediate gnashing of teeth. And the immediate blowback may... Be, may cause so much damage that the long-term gain for them, and that's where the math would not mm-hmm. work, okay? But I promise you they will do the math to see if there is a formula that they could come up with that would cause them to kick Trump to the curb so they don't have to listen to you anymore because it's not about Trump, it's about you. He is the conduit for your voice to be heard. If it... There, look at the 17 candidates that ran for, ran for the nomination in 2016. Take Trump and Cruz off the table. With any of the other 15, would there be a government shutdown over border security right now? Would there be? I think the answer is absolutely um, not. Ab- who, give me the name. Who's, Marco Rubio? Um, Skywalker. We're not going to say Cruz? I said take Cruz oh, and Trump say, off the table. For, With the 15 candidates left, would there be any no, chance no. the government would be I, shut I down over totally border security right now? Cruz got, once again, lost in Trump's shadow. On yeah. Yeah, so okay. you're right. You're right. That's so good because it's, it's not about Trump and it's not about Cruz. It's about you. They hate you. And so whoever the new name is, throw Trump and Cruz away. Pick whoever your new name is. My buddy Chip Roy, if he's the guy. Dan Crenshaw become whoever the new guy is that fires up the base and speaks for them. If they can't co-opt them by putting him in leadership like they did to Rick Santorum, then that guy's got to go because because he represents you who they can't stand. So they're going to do the math. hundred percent, hundred percent. They will sit back there and do the math. Will, and, and the math will be, will the blast radius of siding with Democrats to be rid of Trump decimate our ranks so much that we can't long-term come back from this. And then they'll figure out what, what could we offer the base to get them to forget about Trump the next day that, that lessens the collateral damage long-term. An Amy Coney Barrett, a, t- a permanent tax cut, you know, uh, a flat tax, 
something, okay? Something that changes the subject. And if they figure out once they do the math, ah, the, it, it, this is just too much, we can't do it, then they won't. But they will, they will consider it more strongly than probably almost anybody within the sound of my voice right now really believes because they hate your guts. Now, if Trump didn't shut the government down over border security, if he signed their phony baloney Obamacare repeals, um, then the odds would be much higher. Then he's their guy. And you'd see them run to defend him. Like, that's what they really ran to defend Brett Kavanaugh for, is that that was one of their bushy guys from Georgetown Prep. He's one of them. You don't do this to one of us. You do this to one of the Todd Erzins of the world. You do it to people like that he likes. You do it to Ted Cruz. You do it to Rand Paul. You don't do it to one of our guys. That's not the way the game is. That's what Lindsey Graham's pissed off about. Hey, you don't shake one of us. We're the fifth column around here. You know, we're Andrew Pirine's character in the V miniseries. We're the, we're, you know, we're, we're the humans actually working with the visitors. All right. I mean, I, I mean, you don't do this to us. You don't eat us. I mean, Diana doesn't eat us in that really creepy scene. You eat the totters and you eat Mark Singer. Since we're on a Mark Singer kick today, it's Mark Singer Day on the show. You eat one of Mark Singer's freedom resistance fighters. You eat one of those guys. You no, don't eat us. No ferrets this time. <laughs> Go ahead, Aaron. Alrighty, Ryan says conservatives care more about the Oscars than the Democrats care about furloughed government oh, workers. Oh, 100% buy. And there'll be tons of conservative media women, even conservative media women I like and are friends of mine, who will be all over Twitter on Oscar night commenting on the gowns and everything else. This isn't even 100%. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Bradley Bacon says the real problem with the Gillette ad is it assumes all men have testosterone. <laughs> I would replace men with males there. Uh, you Listen, I have been waiting for the voxiest take, voxiest vox take of them all. Attacking the Gillette ad from the left on the grounds that it assumes someone's gender. And I am shocked. That, why, weren't it's there coming. Any tra- why weren't there any trans men in that commercial? Yes, it's coming. It's coming. I mean, the thing you put in your montage, I had not seen that. What was that from The Guardian? Oh, that yeah. white people think being nice will cure racism? <laughs> You're right. Because I think the best thing to do to communicate you're not a racist is to go out and treat minorities terribly. Be mean to them, rude to them all. Great. I mean, what thinking is that? Answer, it's not thinking at all. It's stinking. Yes. So I'm waiting for the salon voxiest peak vox, peak lemon, uh, Don Lemon take of, can you believe we've missed the biggest offense in the Gillette ad of them all? That they went out there and just assumed the gender of all of these beings. That's that's uh, that's the that's the hot take. That that would be your that that would be worthy of busting out the uh, Megyn Kelly and wrote a dancing gif over. I'm waiting for that one. So sell. Uh, I agree with this guy. Uh, it's turning uh, reason and science back on them. Um, let's let's talk testosterone. Let's talk what it really is. Let's talk what it really does. Um, I don't even mean to be uh, trite about that. This is what we, you know. There's a w- women would be a lot better off at understanding us if they would just be a little sciency about it. It's testosterone's a real thing. It it actually causes us to to do things like my my daughter as you've pointed out my daughter is uh a, a, an elite uh a runner at a, a national level and, and she uh runs with the boys uh to get better uh, and even though she's elite as a girl uh she can't beat uh she can beat some of the boys uh but she can't beat all of them and she ne- never will and you know what she she calls that science it's and she's okay with it she gets on with her life just fine 
So I like this guy. Can we start there? All right, let's get to some final thoughts. What we learned here today brought to you by Home Title Lock. Again, protect your home's title. It's the most valuable investment many of you watching and listening to us right now will ever have because it is the key to unlock the equity in your home. And right now, since a lot of that information is online, it's more vulnerable than it's ever been before. And no, your identity theft protection won't protect your home's title. That's why you want to call and contact Home Title Lock. Just pennies a day puts a virtual barrier around that very valuable asset, your home's equity. Uh, And if they see any nefarious activity, they'll pounce on it right away. And you can find out right now, is your home title vulnerable or not? HomeTitleLock.com is the website. You'll get a free title report and scan. They'll check on you and your home's title for free just because you're part of our family here at The Blaze. HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Gentlemen, final thoughts? What we learned here today? What do you think? Uh, I've learned that when Karen Pence and David Webb are uh, basically accused of being uh, Hannibal Lecter, we're, we're, we're just in the middle of a civil war. And you, as, as as Steve already said, you got no shot. So it's just time to fight. It's not time to talk. It's time to fight. Yeah, I learned today um, that it is possible, even in this uh, environment, for Daniel Horowitz to be somewhat to be somewhat optimistic, um, even though when he came on off the air, he said, I hate everybody. That's I love the first thing that comes out of his mouth, even off the air. It's always something like, oh, I'm so tired. Uh, no, it's 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 <laughs> even after that, he was like, yeah, the government could be shut down for a while. That is interesting. I hadn't picked up on that. And because uh, I'm just used to Daniel's default mechanism being uh, uh, sulfur. Uh, that the sulfur content in the air isn't high enough, mm-hmm. all right? That it needs to have a more concentrated dose from on high. And so I totally missed the spring in his step. But yeah, oh, when I asked him, is the shutdown going on? You're right. He was like, yeah, I think we'll be here next week. It's remind me one of my favorite scenes from um, uh, Simpsons all-time Sideshow Bob is about to blow up the town and he's singing, I'm on top of the world and looking <laughs> down on creation. Daniel. Uh, John 317, we'll see you tomorrow. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.